0: If you're thinking about starting a business or you have a new product or something you want to sell, maybe you want to sell it on Shopify, maybe you want to sell it on Amazon, eBay, Etsy, or one of the other open social markets, my my advice to you as someone that's built multiple businesses, millions of dollars a year in revenue, um, I've worked under some of the biggest startups in the game and I've seen products launch, I've seen them crash and burn, I've also seen them succeed. Uh, My advice to anybody that wants to start a new product or service is go sell it first find your first customer before you even build the product because if you don't have a customer you don't really have a business you just have a hobby and with a hobby you know that's great it's something you love to do but let's be honest we're trying to make money in business and so there's a very there's a there's a huge difference between the two when we're talking about e-commerce. The problem is a lot of people build the product first. They build what they want to see. They build what they love, and then they're faced with the challenge of going and finding their first customer, and what they don't realize is they are their first customer. They built this product for themselves, and they built it the way they wanted it to be, and now the only person that wants it are people that are like-minded like themselves. Now, there may be a huge demand for this somewhere, finding those people is going to be fairly difficult. Uh, you can probably use some of your own habits and behaviors to target them through various marketing channels. But the reality is you need to build a product for everyone. And you also need to have a, an audience and a customer before you build the product, before you invest the time, before you uh, hire a developer, an engineer, or build a website, or have branding made, or, post-its or whatever you're doing make sure that someone wants it and you can do this in a myriad of ways there's uh you can launch a poll you can start an email list um and start emailing you know information about your product that you're building and get this information out there measure click rates uh open rates you know see who signs up for the beta launch a beta uh, sign up where you and a bit just uh, in case somebody doesn't know a beta sign up is where you have your product it's not completed yet it's in a beta state so it hasn't been released and that's a, just a term in software you use for buggy software basically um or software that's not ready for prime time and you get the opt-in you set up a landing page and drive traffic to that and figure out how many people are signing up how many people are interested? How many people are watching your video? And video is another thing we'll get into here very soon, but you measure this engagement through email, through video, through ad engagement, or or just time on a site. Uh, how far did they scroll on the page? Things like that. How long did they visit this site? How How much did they actually pay attention to? And what did they pay attention to? And what you want to do is reiterate that until you get a certain success level of you know, engagement with your, your service. And once you have that level of engagement, you isolate the people that actually want the product into a new list and you start marketing to them. You start marketing the product and service directly to those people. And now you have curated a small group of people who are likely to convert. They are your customer. The next thing you want to do is start offering them promotions and discounts to the product if they will help you build it and by help you build it i don't mean they're going to come in and code it for you they're going to come in and be your cfo or your cto or any of that stuff what i mean is customer driven development so when you're building a product or a service this is a common practice where you pull customers you question You send out questionnaires to your customers or your potential customers, i.e. the curated list you just created, and you find out what they need. What is the customer's true needs? And you also wanna make sure that your service is meeting those needs. If it's not, you need to make modifications to the product, modifications to the service, reiterate, ask them again, You know what do you need from this product? Until you've met those needs 90% of the time. Now you have an audience, a target, uh, target set of customers, you have feedback on your product, you uh, know, you know, what it needs, what it doesn't need, you know, is this bulky? What kind of marketing techniques work? You've learned all of this fairly inexpensively without ever having to build the product. So you see, you can quickly sniff out bad products, bad ideas, bad services, or maybe just you know, optimize them before spending a ton of money on ad revenue and, and getting ads out there and pushing content to uh, various social sites and stuff about your product, you know what the market wants. And once you know that, you can sell it. And that's what it's all about. Okay, so real quick, the top three mistakes that most entrepreneurs and business owners make when they're starting an online store Um, or building their first website for a product or service. Number one, they lack the knowledge of the customer's needs. They don't know what the customer wants or or what the customer needs from their product, from their website, from their business in general. Number two, poor customer experience, poor user experience. Uh, The customers are are having to fumble through your website. They're having to find things uh, through searching or or maybe just all out, go, go out back to Google and, and come back in. These types of experiences are low converting carts. So you want to make sure that that funnel is optimized. Number three, not using your data to market, not using your data to find the customer, figure out customer pain points and resolve them quickly. Uh, there's, I can't ha- count how many companies out there that have a plethora of data that they're not utilizing. They're not turning that data into dollars. It's just sitting there and they're like, oh, you know, one day maybe we'll find a way to utilize this underutilized resource of data because every day of every hour of every minute, your website is generating data. The internet is generating data. In fact, it's estimated that all of the world's data has been generated within the last two years or at least 80% of it let's say 80% for safe numbers. So that just gives you an idea of how much data is being generated every single day and it's getting exponentially faster. So we're generating more and more data. We have more and more devices connected, more information. All of this is data points that you can extrapolate marketing insights from. You can extrapolate product demand insights from. You can extrapolate inventory insights from or the proper holiday to market your business, things like that. Now, there's not a lot of solutions on the market currently for these types of things, but there is ways you can start using machine learning and AI now to start predicting behavior of your customers and of your products and sales and your brand engagement online. Um, We're gonna touch on some of those later in this episode but uh, for the most part, those are the top three mistakes I see e commerce entrepreneurs make, especially with their first store, because they're new to it. Uh, so it's, it's a common pitfall. The other uh, things that, that I often see are uh, poor planning. You know, poor planning. You know, my father used to always say if you plan your work, you work your plan, you plan to work planning is so critical to any business. I don't care if you're online, you're offline, you're underwater, whatever, wherever you're at, planning is key. So knowing where you're going, knowing what your goal is, knowing what your company's mission is, knowing why you built your product or service to begin with, why you opened your store and who wants it. And you know, what are the, what's it going to take to get it to them? So keep those in mind when you're just getting started Always be thinking about the customer. And when I say customer, I don't mean you, because I know you love your product. I mean, that's why you're building it. Everybody loves their product. If I found somebody that didn't love their business, chances are they're probably selling it. They won't be in business much longer. So you love your business. So you have a biased opinion. I mean, that's going to give you some skewed views of the way things should work. And if you've been listening to this podcast at any length, Uh, you probably heard in the past one about user polling and customer, customer driven development and the importance of getting customer feedback early on in product development and your website make no mistake is a product it's another product it represents you it's your sales associates it's your floor it's your retail store it's it's everything so protect that and curate that funnel curate you know your website flow user flow so that you're converting always your conversion rate's always going up. And just so you know, guys, just as a a matter of reference, two to three percent conversion on traffic is, is pretty good. So if you have a hundred people come to your site and only three buy, don't worry, that's good. That's a good conversion rate. You just need to take that now and quantify it over many, many hundreds of thousands of users but you have a decent conversion rate. A lot of people get online, they get a few sales and they get discouraged because they're spending more than they're making most of the time. And that kind of comes with the territory. When you're just getting started out, you're going to spend more than you're making naturally because one, you're learning. Two, you don't have any data, so you don't know what works and what doesn't. And three, uh, it's a new thing for you. you You're trying things, you're experimenting, you're figuring out what works, you've got to get the data, you've got to kind of figure out what people like, and, you know, so it's not just something that's very intuitive right out the gate, and it's easy to look online and see these people saying that they make 100 million a year on Shopify, you know, selling mugs or something, but most of that is just not true, and if they are actually doing that, they wouldn't have the time to make these videos. Because let me tell you, it is a, t- a tall order to run an e-commerce business doing a hundred million a year or ten million a year, whatever their, their claims are. You know, I, I'm not one of these guys with the Lamborghinis on YouTube claiming to get people rich fast. I build long-term business strategies for Shopify customers exclusively. We don't work with any other carts, uh, primarily Shopify plus is most of our customers Uh, a few of them are on shopify advanced and basic Uh, some of the people just getting started out in startups but our goal is not to keep them on that our goal is to move them up to plus move them up into the funnel and why why plus because plus is enterprise plus has all of the features and enterprise business needs but when you're starting out you don't need all that stuff maybe you just need a few basic things again experiment figure out what works reiterate once your profits are up then you can start migrating to better platforms adding more features discount codes apps integrations etc but before you do any of that you need to know what to do and that's kind of the learning experience so your first two years in e-commerce if if you're just starting should be a total tutorial like just learning what works you know and this goes this transcends digital efforts i'm talking about even in your physical warehouse you know something as simple as putting this bin over here versus over there so someone doesn't have to reach for it efficiencies i'm going to touch on the tps toyota production system uh in a later podcast but what tps is something that toyota developed around the japanese philosophy kaizen and it's kaizen is continuous improvement so Toyota realized that their, their, their profit margins lie right on their factory floors. If someone has to walk, you know, three or four blocks down a factory line to go pick something up, and they're doing this or repetitively throughout the day, uh, you know, that's an inefficiency. And what Toyota would do is they would watch their line, and when they see these inefficiencies, they make a note, and they, the next day they'd move that box closer to that person so that they got that little sliver of time but that adds up and it quantifies and compounds and those that those little snippets of time equal dollars they equal profits and margins and so the TPS production system is implemented in a wide array of businesses a lot of people use six sigma and TPS and kaizen and all these things to manage very large businesses but you don't have to be a huge business to implement this in your own just sit back and watch your employees. See where the inefficiencies are. Uh, you know, does everybody start texting when they hang up the phone? Cool. You know, find a way to get around that so that, they're, that you're optimizing your employee, employees' time. Now, I know it's hard to get people motivated for, you know, 20 bucks an hour, but it's um, definitely critical that you use your time wisely um, and you use use your, your dollars wisely if you want to stick around. Because the guys that are out there buying ping-pong tables and taking everybody out to you know Disneyland or, or whatever for lunch, when they haven't earned it, are setting themselves up for failure. And not only that, you're creating a bad culture in your business because what you're doing is you're basically rewarding mediocrity. And you can't do that because if you want to be great, you have to reward greatness. And that only comes from hard work. So if your employees are, you know, slacking off, or they're doing too much jabbering on the phones, or texting, or whatever they're doing, you need to immediately nip that in the bud, because otherwise you'll develop a very lax culture in your business, and that just leads to inefficiencies later. So TPS, you know, sit back one day, just be a fly on the wall in your business, and just watch your business run, and you will see right away where your inefficiencies lie, and just make sure that you note them down and fix them as soon as possible there's an old saying that you should always walk through your front door an old store store owner told me this and this is a physical store years ago uh, and you know I, I thought what does he mean but later it dawned I mean absolutely you have to always walk through your front door and the reason is if you're always walking through the back door of the restaurant or whatever you have you can't see the, the perspective of the customer so what that means is Always have your customer's perspective in mind. What does the customer see when they come to your business? What does the customer think when they call or when they engage with your business? Is it a good experience or a bad experience? And this falls back to customer experience again. And customer experience is everything. Because if a customer has a bad experience, they're not gonna recommend you. If they have a great experience though, they will definitely recommend you. How many times have you gone and told a friend, about a product, brand, or service that you love, that you just can't live without. Because you want everybody to have the same experience you had. That's what the value of a good customer experience is. You now have an ambassador, not just a customer, you have an ambassador for your brand that's gonna go out there and tell people how great your product and service is. So make sure that you're providing the best possible experience to customers the most efficient business practice and process in in your systems. And just, you know, reiterate that. And make sure that you are extremely careful with your dollar. Don't spend money on ads just to spend money on ads to say we're running ads. A lot of young marketers that are, you know, new to digital marketing, will just go and buy an ad. They don't really know who's going to see that ad. Is it going to engage anybody? is there going to be any kind of emotional attachment to that ad how do we monitor that ad is it a video how long you know did people watch it things like that how many you know opted in after they watched it you know those things and that gets back to ai and machine learning there's your data you can plug these things into models that predict when to market how to market what type of content and you can start getting smart marketing where you're not just throwing spaghetti at the wall and and seeing what sticks. So that's all I have for, you know, this segment. Selling yourself. Uh, Before you can sell anybody something online or offline or at a swap meet, wherever you're trying to sell your product, you have to be able to sell it to yourself. What does that mean? Well, that means really put on your customer hat and again, have your customer's perspective in mind, figure out, you know, how, what makes, what's going to motivate you, yourself, the customer, to buy something. And this could be a a wide array of things that, from discount codes to, you know, placement of shipping information, like shipping windows, um, the amount of information available about the product on a product page, where they land, when they when they come to your site versus where they uh, end up, all of these things are important. So it's good to spend a day or two at least of just shopping your site, actually buying things. I mean, put them in your cart, pay for them, let them come in the mail. Look at the packaging that comes. Look at the way it comes. How long did it take? Was it true to what you said on the website? Is the packaging intact? You know, if you're doing drop shipping, this is incredibly important. A lot of people set up these dropshipping websites and never buy anything from themselves. They just sell it. And the packaging and the time window and stuff for these things is horrible. It's five to eight days. Sometimes it could be two weeks. um, And the packaging comes with Chinese writing all over it. Your brand's nowhere in sight. A lot of times they include an invoice showing your, your actual cost and not the retail. And it's just a really bad experience. And if you don't go through this initial be your cust- be your own customer type of uh testing you don't know what the customer experience is you kind of know but you're not really sure i mean you think they got it but you're not really sure if they they got the product or was it damaged you know is the quality of the product there um so right away when people set up stores especially if they're drop shipping or not the the main provider of a product or service I highly recommend them buying it. If it's a course, take the course and make notes throughout the course. Where did you have problems? Where did you get stuck? Which pieces of the course didn't you like? Which ones did you wish they had? All those things. Is it easy to follow? Um, is it? Do you feel like you learned something from it? Uh, we're just using digital products, but it could be okay. So a T-shirt or a hoodie. Was the quality good? Was the stitching right? Was the print offset, or was it? You know, did once you sent it through the machine wash, did the the logo and the label or the print still stay on there? If you look at companies like Norelco or GE or Honda or any of these companies, when they their product comes off the line, a certain the first few models of that product go directly to an R&D facility where they are run the gommet. And you know, they're plugged in and ran for 3,000 days straight, you know, in hot room with all kinds of stress testing and conditions on this product. They want to figure out where the product breaks so they can know what they need to change before it even goes out. Now, sometimes it meets all the criteria. There may be a few things that need changed and they ship it out anyway and they wait to see if a customer complains about it. The minute one customer complains about it, they've already anticipated the change and they make the change. This is very, very similar to Kaizen or Six Sigma where you have to be very efficient, especially when you're spending thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars to develop a brand, e-commerce brand, and you're serious about it and serious about your product, and serious about your customers, you need to know where the pitfalls of your product are and before they do. Because if you don't have this vision, then you're going to quickly find out that your product is not gonna do well. It's not gonna perform well. Um, if, so you have to always be thinking of these things, always trying to break things. When I worked as a software engineer on multiple startups, you know, when we, we would do testing, I would always tell the testers, you know, okay, try and break this now. Because that was their job. Their job was to break my code. A lot of developers would get upset, oh, you know, because they tell them their code was broken. They, it hurt their ego. Not me. Their job is to break my code. My job is to not let that happen. So we have a power balance here. It doesn't make us enemies. We're working together as a team to make a better product. But my job is to make code that doesn't break. Their job is to break it. Find the flaws find the oversight a second set of eyes so this is critical in everything that you build doesn't matter if it's software or if it's a knife or a pair of shoes or a t-shirt or you know it's some kind of gadget you've come up with knowing what the customer will experience um, knowing where the limitations of the product or service are and also how to make it better you know where the product's going Future models um, can be dictated by that, knowing that, you know, there's going to be a shortcoming here. We can anticipate the next release of this product to have that feature solved or or added, whatever it is. So keep that in mind. You know, always walk through your front door and uh, keep shipping.